Hello there, nomads, and welcome to episode four to three of the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm your host. I'm also here with two dignified gentlemen. <laughs> One of them goes by the name Eric. It's a hell of a thing, <laughs> killing a man. Take away all he's got, and all he's ever gonna have. Well, that's a good quote. What about you, Dave? That's right. I've killed women and children. I've killed just about everything that walks or crawled at one time or another. And I'm here to kill you, little Bill, for what you did to Ned. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, this is great. We're not holding anything back with this one. Uh, random movie for us, I think, right? Picking up a, a Western. But yeah, our first ever I Western. I haven't seen one in ages. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we're going with Unforgiven this time uh, for this episode. Just felt like doing a Western, and I threw out Unforgiven, and I, I've seen it, I don't know, like, I saw it once or twice, maybe once in the old. 90s, once in the early 2000s, but neither of you have seen this movie? Nope, I've never seen nor heard of it. Nope. Until okay. I watched it. It's 30, 30 years ago, it came out in 92. Yep, 1992, yeah. before I was born. Di- directed and stars Clint Eastwood. Like, when you think Westerns, you think of probably Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but this is a special movie for a lot of people. Um, We'll get into, like, some of the comments that we got in social about this one. But, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting interesting story. Uh, great looking movie. But, yeah, we'll we'll save that. So, before we do, um, we'll go with Dave. I, I know you're still rocking and rolling with your elder ring. Yeah, I'll be. I won't be long this week i i won't we won't get into the elder ring still going with that it's still very good i would not give it a perfect 10 at this point but it is very good so there's some some things that they could do a little better but whatever we we won't get into that uh if you want to hear anything check out last week but yeah dave and i did like a 20 minute review on it last week so if you're interested yeah. you can check that out so um, I did watch a little bit of the new boys animated series since we've been watching animated stuff. Nice. Lately. It came out on prime. It's the boys diabolical. Mm-hmm. Same and, animation uh, studio as uh, legend of Vox Machina. Is it? Uh huh. Yeah. Cause I was, I was looking at them and they all have like a different style to them. And I was curious if it was the same studio, but it looked like it is the same studio. They're just like, they switch it up pretty wildly. So, uh, eight episodes this season, and they're only like twelve minutes each. But that's it. They're all like action packed. Wow, I only watched like two, two of them. But uh, they're pretty nasty, pretty gory. I don't know if you can sit and you know binge a whole pile of them. But uh, each one's like it's kind of like Star Wars Visions. Each one's its own little story. You know, um, somebody gets shot up with what is it compound v as a kid and you know shit usually goes horribly wrong so there's you know they bring back laser baby from the show so that one was pretty cool but each one's got different writers it's got different animation style so they're all pretty cool the first one doesn't even it's like one of those old 80s uh cartoons basically where it's just like it's got orchestra and it's got no spoken word and at all it's all just orchestra to go along with it so that's cool it was pretty cool so um 
but definitely yeah, if you like the boys it's a good one i don't think it's canon um i was gonna ask is it like are these supposed to be like side stories happening like in the in universe yeah or? it's not gonna it's not gonna let you into what's going on in season three i think they're just little fun fun side stories but they're pretty horribly violent as the boys are known for and it's animated so they do some pretty over the top cartoony nasty disgusting stuff so that's cool but uh no that's about it um everybody should play some elden ring if you like video games (laughs) 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 what about about you eric um i am also i mean the only video game i've really been playing is elden ring also i've mostly been putting my time in with that uh i'm still enjoying it a lot i still i'm kind of uh i kind of hit a wall a little bit on Godric um, and Stormvale Castle there, uh, but I'm still having a great time with it. I'll probably end up, you know, going somewhere else, leveling leveling up a bit and coming back. So mm. you know, that's kind of the the beauty of that game. Yep. But yeah, still going on that. I don't I don't know how long I'll stay on it. Like I I feel like I bought this game fully knowing that I probably will never finish it just because it's such a huge long game. But we'll see what happens. Um, The only other thing I checked out was the new demo for the new Kirby game that's coming out. Uh, It's called Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Um, And it's fun. It's really fun. Um, I mean, I've never been like a huge Kirby fan or anything. I've I've dabbled a little bit in older Kirby games, but, you know, they're I feel like they're aimed a little bit more at kids. They're a little bit easier, uh, a little bit simpler than like a, a Mario Kirby, like that. Kirby deep throats a car. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> this mode called mouthful mode is kind of the new thing <laughs> in this game where, you know, if you know Kirby, he uh, his main thing is sucking up stuff and basically taking over whatever he sucks up their powers. Like, so if sucks up a sword guy, he gets a sword. If he sucks up a guy with a boomerang, he gets a boomerang. But in this one, there's like just these like they're almost like set piece moments where there'll be like a car or like a vending machine or a traffic cone or something. (laughs) And he'll suck it up and he'll basically take the form of whatever he sucked up. So when you're this car, you can like, you're basically just driving around as Kirby coded over this car and you're just boosting around, running over enemies. It's, it's fun. It's dumb, but it's, it's It's weird. It's a good time. Yeah. It is (laughs) weird. It's like it got slimed or something, but I would highly recommend it. Um, I know you guys have switches and I know you guys have kids that like video games. So if I would definitely get them check this out, cause I think they would love it. I was playing it with William. He was just watching me. He's playing around a little, little bit with the controller and he's having a great time. He always wants to play the Kirby game now. So that's, that's fun. Wow, nice. I feel like I'm going to be pressured into buying the full game just cause he, uh, is enjoying it so much, but it's a fun yeah. time. It's good. I would recommend checking out at least the demo. It's worth it. It's like it's like three levels. Um, it's fun. So that was pretty much. I did the same thing with the uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. Oh yeah, I got the demo, and Jack and Sarah loved it. And I was like, all right, I'll just get the damn thing. Right, These games you know, are surprisingly good. That's Nintendo knows yeah. what they're doing there with, wow. with the demos. Yeah. Nintendo's like the only. But I'm okay with it. Yeah, hey, try the first three levels. That's like something that you would do Listen, when you went to like media play. You would get I like love a that. shareware disc and play these old. Remember <laughs> media those? Play. Like, remember that? Dude, you remember yeah, the, uh, the old demos? And they would have yeah the, the demos, the Pizza Hut PlayStation demos. 
uh, or that too man the th the tony hawk <laughs> pro skater one demo i played the shit out of that uh yeah the demo i feel like demos <laughs> are a uh a long forgotten thing that and Nintendo still does them for their big games, which I no, really Xbox appreciate. No, Xbox does too. I know that. They're all over. Like, you can play all these demos. You just They're just buried. You just got to find There's them. a whole demo section. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, demo, yeah, demos are cool. Um, but I think Game Pass changes a lot of that, though. It's like, that's true. just try it. You're paying for a service, you know? Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. I, I appreciate Nintendo just because, like, their games are going to be... They're $60, and they will most likely be $60 for a long time. So they give you the opportunity to try it out before you buy it and make sure you want to uh, commit your full $60 to it. So cause I, it's price ain't going to change. Yeah, exactly. So I appreciate <laughs> right. that a little bit, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was what I had. What about you, Brandon? Uh, I haven't really been playing. Ha. Huh. So if you follow along with my subplot here, uh, <laughs> I go to the library and I borrow games, but we last week or whatever, I had to, after like three weeks of borrowing, borrowing uh, Ghost of Tsushima, I had to return it. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm liking this game so much. I should buy it. So I ordered it. And I, you know, that's what I've been rocking and rolling, which is weird for me to do because I don't really buy games too much unless it's for the Switch because with the Xbox, you just have Game Pass and I just play what's on Game Pass or what, you know, comes through. Um, like on a, at a, like an extreme discount, and I just scoop up games like crazy. But, but yeah, I don't really buy games full out. But uh, I got this bought on disc. Dave, when I'm done with it, you have to play this game. I know Eric's working Ghost, on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one thing I do want to point out that I like about this game uh, is because you guys keep talking about how Elden Ring gets a lot of you know praise for its what do you call it. The it's, UI where there's no UI, there's no HUD, there's it's no called diegetic UI. So basically, the UI is in game, like it's in the context of the universe. So yeah, okay. so something like Dead Space, Ghost of Tsushima, or, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is great at it because the wind is your main. Que- if you pick a spot to go, that's like your beacon. But instead of it being a beacon, it just gu- guides you with the wind, and you can look at the map. But you can also come across little side quests or whatever or artifacts. And they get your attention by, it could be the pulsing on your um, controller, depending on which outfit you're wearing. Or uh, there'll be like a fox crying, you'll hear a fox whining and he'll take you to like a shrine. Uh, You get a charm. There's these uh, electric fly, uh, like lightning bugs. There's lightning bugs that just flicker around. If you follow them, they take you to a spot. Uh, There's something else too. Oh, these yellow yellow birds. Like Mm -hmm. if you follow them, but they just they come to you and they say, hey, roughly around here, if you follow me, I'll take you to this to this thing that'll benefit you, which that is would be kind of so cool, cool more in Elden Ring. Like, yeah, a lot of games should do that or like something like Fable always had like that glowing trail on the ground. And like, that's just that's annoying when it's like, you know, nobody it, wants it to just follow arcade-y. the line. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I see a lot of people talking about this on Twitter where they're just arguing about. You know, like Ubisoft, you got to turn it all off because when you turn on, when you first start playing those games, everything's on. And it's like, dang, you know, so it's it's an interesting t- conversation that's going on out there. And I'm just noticing it. It's it's done so well with uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And, um, and I know it was very limited as well in Elden Ring. So I want to say that. And then the other thing was just um, during that time where I was waiting for Ghost of Tsushima to come in the mail, I checked out. Uh, 
what is the Super Nintendo uh, Legend of Zelda? Is that Link to the Past? Link mm-hmm. to- yeah. yeah, I haven't played that game since college, uh, which I never finished. I got stuck and I never went back to it, but I started playing it on my Switch. And I forget how beautiful Dude, the it's music amazing. is. Like it, like it holds up. It holds up. It holds up insanely well. well. Yeah. My God. So, I mean, I it played it. Up. I played it for the first time a couple of years ago, all the way through, and I was just blown away by it. So blown away. I was like, I, I, pl- I thought I was going to play for 15 minutes and then like maybe die and give up. And I didn't die. I just kept exploring and just walking around. I'm like, this is what I would do in Skyrim or whatever. <laughs> like this, I'm just doing it. And this is like a game that came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the pixel graphics hold say. up nicely. Oh yeah, right. Like some of those oh, early, so those early 3D games got like kind of muddy and gross for a while. But, is that weird? Oh, era? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, one is one of the one of the best ones because like all the way through, that's you know you're solid unlocking stuff and just having being able to flip between the two worlds just kind of mm-hmm. i don't know everything comes together very nicely yeah and that, that was right before the era of like early 3d games so like pixel graphics up to that point had like perfected you know that that kind of art style so that game just just looks amazing to this day yeah man yep so i don't know but i i just wanted to bring that up because it's like my god <laughs> so cool that it holds up Okay, that's it for me. Let's uh, get a hold of ourselves and wrap up this act one. And it's mosey on over to act two. Mosey on over to act two. have returned to talk about Unforgiven. Before we do, Eric, you went out on social and you said, hey, we're going to be talking about this movie. What say you? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I posted on the old Twitters there at um, Nomads of Fantasy, uh, basically just asking if people had seen it, what they thought of it, all that good stuff. Uh, I'll just go through a couple comments here people seem to really really like this movie uh which is awesome i didn't Uh, think yeah it was such a big i wasn't i wasn't sure what to expect with this one um but yeah people really seem to love it uh kurt wilson says good one with an exclamation point um reel of thieves says this is my favorite western period full stop eastwood brought in gritty realism to the genre and took the rose-colored glasses we had for cowboys if this was the last western you watched it would feel like it was the End of the Western, like a giant goodbye to the genre. Kind of, yeah, yeah, that's like pretty it. intense right there. Yeah. Um, WTCC podcast says, "Fun fact: I learned my first curse words from this movie." Uh, <laughs> there's there's plenty of them in there. Um, sure. Ryan says, "I remember loving this movie, but I do think it deserves a rewatch." Um, and I agree with that. If you haven't it seen it. It aged well. I mean, you don't I really so. need much so. in a in a western or a cowboy flick. You need some guns and yeah. Trains. Any good western movie is going to age well because it's a it tastes play. It's a time it's a time piece. So yeah, exactly. That's it's what's cool. Piece. As long as it looks good and it's acted well and mm-hmm. 
The music holds up and whatever. Yeah. Um, the Human Palindrome says, I think it's the greatest Western. The cast is ridicu- ridiculously good. It manages to take all the things I liked about the spaghetti Westerns and distill them into a fresh new take on the genre. It's hmm. stacked with uh, good uh, actors and good performances, for sure. Um, Russell, host of Coffee Breath Conversations. That's a good one. Uh, easily <laughs> one of the top films ever done. Whoa. Whoa. That is high. That is so, high praise. That's a high praise. But yeah. High, wanna... high praise. Well, listen. I mean, listen. Uh, in 2007, the American Film Institute ranked this as number 68 in its list of greatest movies of all time. So, that wow. is so crazy. When we picked this, no, we didn't know any of this. I did. Yeah. I. This, I literally I'm learning just said, all let's of this do a Western. The and then I said, how about Unforgiven? I remember a lot of people liking that. And Dave's like, it won best. 90, yeah, it won best, it won best picture stuff. in 1990. When it came yeah. out? Academy Awards, um, best picture, best director, best supporting actor, and best film editing. Crazy. So this movie is crazy, no man. slouch. No. This is a, this is a defining movie for uh, a genre, or at least in some way it's, it's in the must-see category for a genre. So if you're going to watch a Western, you're like, give me five Westerns. This is probably going to be one of them. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, one more, one last one here from Patient Zero. Great movie, seen it multiple times. The ending is the best. It's an interesting ending for sure. There's a build. Oh, I mean, the whole thing is just kind of a build up to that, and then it's just like, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, thank you for everybody who who wrote in uh, and commented, sharing your thoughts on this movie. Um, I was glad to read them, and. I'm glad everybody enjoys this movie. Yeah. Please tell your friends. Uh, we love when people just make comments on our social and or write or whatever. Like, I love when people communicate because I like hearing if we hit on something that people liked. I think that's the, the beauty of podcasting is you can have these cool conversations with people. And this is like the chance where people can be part of that conversation because it's nice. Like, there are people who are saying just, just now – right <laughs> that this is one of the best films the top wow. top films ever and mm-hmm. you were just saying in that one uh who was it the movies guild the american film it? institute Th- yeah thank you it was number what, 68 number 68 and the greatest yes. movies of all time yeah so that's just it's just it's just incredible when people react to something like that so well not everything well, ex- uh, not every sorry not everything's for everybody either so like some people may hail it as like their top 10 movie and i don't know i like to i like to hear hear both sides of the story and play play the devil's advocate for this kind of stuff well sure well, why don't we get into it uh dave uh sure. if you don't mind why don't you keep us on course but let's kind of go through i mean we've hit on the year it came out which was what 1992 august, august of 92 budget yeah. of 14 made mm-hmm. 160 clint eastwood starring and directing uh, Wait, you said it had fourteen million dollar budget, 14. but it made a hunt. I mean, one hundred and sixty. Damn, that's incredible. Yeah, wow. I mean, like, I mean, there, there's only a few set pieces, and most of them are just like out in the wilderness. So. Yeah, a lot of riding on your horse through a field. Good point. And then there's the uh, town. There's the town. Um, and the actors stacked it. with some big actors. Right. And- most of the budget probably went to the actors. So, so, um, but, but don't, don't, but before we get into it, don't sure. forget though. Um, that is, those numbers are impressive to me only because I know that I was looking into 
just, you know, Westerns, right? What happened to Westerns? And they were huge, huge in like John Wayne time. And then, you know, uh, the 60s, 70s, and then the 80s, it was just the opposite. Mm -hmm. We did not want to see Westerns. We wanted to, you know, we were like getting Mohawks and listening to digital tech. Right. Yeah, more tech technology focused stuff, and it was it was lame. He had a couple of hits. This was but, definitely made in an era where westerns were on the decline. Right. So this came out after the success of Dances with Wolves. I saw, and it got people kind of going back to that old style, going out with you know Native Americans or you know cowboys and whatever. And yeah, well, so it's, a, it's this interesting. Movie came out right after that. That you bring up Dances with Wolves. That one best picture. There's only three. Three westerns to ever win Best Picture: Dances with Wolves, Unforgiven, and then there was—I forgot the name of the other movie—but that was released <laughs> in like nineteen, early nineteen hundreds. So, very, okay. yeah, the western genre. Um, it's, was it the Great Train Robbery? Uh, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> something very, very old. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm shocked uh, that this that this movie won. I mean, I'm not shocked by the quality that this movie won Best Picture, but I'm just shocked that like a Western, you know, I feel like it's it's rare. Definitely. You see, a I'm curious what it went up against that year. I'd like, well, I'd like to see the tapes. No way of knowing. Wasn't like Jurassic Park like the following year, though? Yeah, was it? Uh, I don't know. And was that Best Picture? I don't, I don't know if it was, it was or not. It should be. It should be. <laughs> Go on, it's Perfect. Fucking amazing. All right. Fuck it. Let's get into Unforgiven. All right, hit the plot. It's a long time ago in a Wyoming far, far away. <laughs> the, the year is 1880. And, and how do uh, we know? Because there's like text literally mm-hmm. going by. Yeah. You with get this, the, with a cool I, like, I like the little yeah. like back. Well, because it, it matches the end too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. The, uh, he's, digging, he's digging the grave in the beginning. Yeah, I think it starts off with a really cool scene. It's just like, yeah, silhouette against a nice sunset. And him just digging a hole. So, but I mean, then we jump over to uh, Wyoming where two cowboys are getting a little too drunk and they start a fight in a saloon and they cut up some prostitutes with a knife. Um, permanently, permanently disfiguring. Is that the word we're going to go with for this? Yeah, episode? prostitutes, la- ladies of the night. I want to be very respectful. In the I mean, wall. Listen. They use they use other terminology in the game them them whores yeah, or whatever you want to call the them. day right. we're the the day we're recording this this is national international women's day international so, so oh. we have to yeah, respect yeah we have to respect that. the women fucking I mean oh absolutely the women are a driving force in this plot absolutely like, oh yeah done, true they're done You're taking fucking they're the shit. only good mm-hmm. ones in this movie out of a movie full of. Really, nobody that I mean, this is a gray movie. I think that was just really kind yeah. of like the interesting part is even they do some things that are kind of if you think up about like, it, the with the money and the prostitutes were were like the only women in the movie. The everybody else was just were men. I don't think there was any other women. Oh, don't forget Morgan Morgan Freeman's. Indian oh, that's wife. true. Yeah, don't oh, Sally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, drunk drunk cowboys. I don't know farmhands, whatever they are, cutting up. You know some whores. Some ladies of the night. Uh, and, you know, they quickly get arrested. Um, the girls want to press charges and have them hung or whatever. And so when we get to meet the local sheriff, Lil Bill Daggett, played by Gene well, Hackman. which We is skipped over an important like, plot part of, of why of why uh, they cut up Delilah. <laughs> is that? 
Is that an important, important. plot part? Because she... <laughs> she, she, laughs at, she laughs at his small yes. dick. She, la- she laughed at his dick, yep. And then when Bill gets summoned, when the sheriff gets summoned, this is Gene Hackman's character, when he shows up, the first thing he says is, she gonna die? That's all you know, he cares she, or about. Or she gonna live, yeah. you know, whatever. I was just like, man, he's not concerned. Like, aren't you supposed to be the role model of this town? But again, you know, this is a movie, this is the theme, where nobody's really a good person, you know? Like, everybody's kind of got more or less skeletons in their closet. I mean, it was the old West. Like, you have to expect... At a certain point back then, yeah. True, true. It's a kill-or-be-killed kind of era. They had to do that, yeah, to get by. A lot of them was just, you know, do whatever you had to do to make a living to get by. That, That was kind of the whole thing with the wild west you know you got to make your own living it's a, it's a hard living but like she did she only laughed at his dick size i mean come on he didn't have to slice her up you know but yeah that's kind of yeah and then the sheriff he's still like a scumbag he's just like all right he's not, he's not a scumbag yeah i mean he's just trying to keep the peace he's just trying to keep his town like you got a bunch of drunk assholes and all the dude all the dudes are like alpha oh yeah alpha dog tough guys and like i mean women you know couldn't really do much back then so he's just kind of he's not treating them he's not trying to like dick them over or anything but at the same time he's trying to like not upset these guys while not upsetting the girl like you can tell he doesn't really have a great love he doesn't really want prostitutes in his town like i don't i don't think he does right no he doesn't so that's why it's called the uh, billiards right oh in the saloon they're not yeah that's yeah you gotta go Got to go over to uh, Greeley's, Greeley's, and ask for you know you that say that you want to play billiards, and that's that's the code. Oh, yeah, and then they there. even make a they make a comment about there's no billiards in there, mm-hmm. though. like there's no, there's no pool, pool table, tables right. or anything like that. It's, yeah, yeah, I remember later really burned down. He was time. asking about the billiards. I remember that mm-hmm. later, but um, yep. So they end up, you know, instead of you know hanging them or whatever, and. They were talking about whipping the guy. Um, he ends up having to just turn over some of their horses to the owner, and then the girls get nothing, mm-hmm. which is, you know, pretty fucked up. Uh, and then, so, after this, the uh, prostitutes get together. They pool all their money, and they put out a $1,000 bounty mm-hmm. on the cowboys, which is basically, like, the impetus. Like, this whole movie it's is... All, it's, yeah, it's the catalyst for the for the whole thing. Which I probably should have looked up how much a thousand dollars is back then because it's probably a pretty you know, decent. They make it reward. a big deal, like, yeah, movie. for sure. This sounds like yeah. a lot of money, but well, because even the the one lady, she says she, uh, I think she says she had like two hundred and forty dollars, and they're like, they're all like, holy shit, like that was a lot of money, you know, for them to have just that amount. So pooling it all together, that that thousand dollars must be a pretty big reward. So a thousand dollars in eighteen eighty, according to uh, you know whatever this U.S. inflation website is, is worth uh, twenty seven and a half thousand dollars today. Damn. So yeah, that's a good chunk of change. Yep. For yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's worth for killing for, for killing killed, two people. But I get... Yeah. But you gotta remember, this is like back in the uh, true, 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 true. You know, you could just get on your horse and fucking ride away, like you know. What are you guys right. going to do about what, it? What were you expecting? Yeah, they didn't have like subscription fees to like HBO, Netflix, Disney Plus. You know, they didn't have like all these expenses. Back then it was 
clothing, nails, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Food. You have a roof <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're not going to yeah. starve. Yeah. Your pigs aren't going to die of the fucking fever. Tobacco. Tobacco. <laughs> All right. So uh, back to here. Um, I guess well, then we, it goes we, into then it goes into uh, William and he's like to William. We're introduced to Clint, the man. Yeah, and he's, he's just like, a pig farmer kids. Out, in, <laughs> out in Kansas. This is our hero, or uh, apparently yeah. we're, we're supposed to think he's our hero because it's Clint and it's his movie, and he's usually a good guy. But he's, he's well, like, I mean, he's like shit. he's dick. He's decrepit. He looks. I loved it. He looks old as hell. He's skinny as shit. He doesn't look like he's gonna yep. win a bar fight anywhere. But some some little cocky son of a bitch rolls up. I said, what is this? Is it is it like nephew or something? Well, it's a, it's an outlaw. He kept it's saying Pete. like a, his uncle was. Well, him. yeah, Pete is uh, this kid's uncle, which I think Pete was in the gang that William Money used to roll with. Yeah, he's from oh, his okay. past. Yeah, nephew of somebody from his gang. Yeah. So he rolls in, and he, you know. I, you can tell he, I I didn't like him from the first time I laid. He's just a young. Just he's just a young kid. He's, he's a trying cocky to little shit. Yeah, he's acting tough. He's yep. trying to you know, acting like he's hot. So, shit. good performance. I don't know who this actor is, but good performance. Like I instantly it was like little. I don't want to smack him. He was a little prick the entire yeah. movie. Like until he's such a prick. Yeah, uh, but uh, he hears basically about the bounty, and you know, you know. He knows Will that is a renowned infamous outlaw and his... assassin, supposedly. Assassin, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what they, they called him, an assassin. Pete Southout's nephew, huh? I thought maybe you were someone come to kill me for something I'd done in the old days. I could have. Easy. I guess maybe so. Like I was saying, you don't look no meaner than hell, cold-blooded damn killer. Maybe I ain't. Yeah, well, Uncle Pete says you was the meanest goddamn son of a bitch alive. And if I ever wanted a partner for a killing, you were the worst one. Meaning the best. On account of yours, you're as cold as the snow. You don't have no weak nerve nor fear. Pete said that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he did. I'm a damn killer myself, except uh, I ain't killed as many as you because of my youth. Schofield kid is what they call me. Why? You from Schofield? <laughs> nah, it's on account of my uh, Schofield model Smith & Wesson pistol. How about it, Will? How about what? How about being my partner? I'm heading up north, in through Nebrera, up to Wyoming. I'm gonna kill a couple of no-good cowboys. For what? For cutting up a lady. They cut up her face. They cut her eyes out. They cut her ears off. Hell, they even cut her teeth. Jesus. Thousand dollars reward, Will. Uh, Will, you know, sends him away, but you know, he's goes back to work dealing with the pigs and he decides enough is enough. I can't. Well, he's got, he's got this. two young kids, you know, and he's, yeah, he two wants kids. to provide yeah. a better life for him than this, you know, fucking pig farm out in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. <laughs> it's, yep. You learn he wants to send like, him to school and, you know, do all the stuff for him and he doesn't really have the means to do that. So he decides to 
he decides to take on this job, this bounty. So if it was so big back then, though, like where'd all his, where the hell did all his money go? You think like, he was smart with it? I mean, he was a, he was an outlaw. Like, what was he gonna do with that money? He was drunk. He was a drunk. True. Yeah, gambled away, slept mm-hmm. it away. Who knows what he did with it? But he just, all We're we know is that he's got kids. He's struggling on this farm. He's not the best farmer because he's not outlaw turned like dad, and he's a widow too. Um, so. He, I mean, you, you see from like the way he's with the animals, right? He wrestles with the pigs and he falls on the ground. He um, can't even get on a horse. He's constantly falling off the horse. No, he's uh, how he, do you not? Yeah, not how he's not even sh- able to get on a horse. I think he's I was, just I was a little baffled. I by just that. assumed he was just really out of practice because, you know, this was how many ever years. Well, like, that's after your, his outlaw so days. out of practice. That's your only way of traveling. Like that's that's how you get into right. town to get pig feed or whatever. That's true. You know? Yeah. That's anything like he should. I noticed some weird holes in there in this movie. Like I, I feel like I'm gonna gonna pull down some of these performances, but like, cause Will is basically like a one note. He's got like no emotion. Like Clint Eastwood, I don't know if it's just like his cowboy thing. That's or, just him as a like. There's as just a no emotion anywhere. Yeah. You can't even see his eyes. He's always squinting so hard. Like it's just like a black space. So you don't. You can't tell like. There's no inflection in his voice or anything. He's it's always Clint. Just like it's, this. That's just it's him. Clint. It's, this is his one trick pony. Yeah, yeah. That's just yeah how he is. But it's so weird though. Like he just mentioned, like I guess you know he ends up I guess going with the Schofield kid, but he just like leaves his kid. Like this one thing that was like fucking crazy to me. I've thought about that too. Leaves yeah. a, an an eight a, like I don't know. They had to bend what. Seven and nine. Yeah, he's, like he's ten years the, old. Maybe the boy is a little older, and basically, you're the man of the house. Watch over your little sister while I'm gone for <laughs> like three like, weeks. He just pisses yeah. off. He's just like, yeah. all right, kill the chickens if you need here. to. Right, I'll have uh old right. Ned check in on you in a week. See if you're still alive. But then he goes and gets Ned. Or no, it was the old. It was the old lady. He told him to go down the street to the old lady right. or whatever. Well, he was just he. But, I think he was mostly just going to tell Ned that he was doing this thing and to check in on his kids. But then Ned, he kind of roped Ned into it because he's like he saw his rifle up there. He's like, "Oh, you still you still a good shot with that? You still know how to use that?" <laughs> and Ned's like, "Yeah, I think he knew I he think I doing. could use some of this money too." So yeah, he kind of he kind of roped Ned into that. Who was also Morgan Freeman, which is a great. That was the whole speech when he was leaving with his kids. Though it was, I don't know. I thought it was weird because he he mentions like the kid's dead mom like five or six times in like two sentences, which I'm God like, rest your soul. dude, quit rubbing it in their face like over and over again. Like I think they just had that? to uh, clarify that for <laughs> yeah. the story, you know. They put some and because exclamation points on that. I'm like, dude. In my youth, before I met your dear departed ma, I used to be weak and give her mistreating animals. Come on. This horse hogs over there. Getting even with me for the cruelty that I inflicted. I used to be able to cuss and whip a horse like this, but your ma, rest your soul, showed me the error of my ways. I'll be back in a couple weeks. You remember how the spirit of your dear departed ma watches over you. Well, this this was the first time, I think, one of the first times, it might have been when he was talking to the kid, 
um, where he was saying like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not like that anymore." You know, Claudia, Claudia, yeah. clean me up. And this is this is a re- <laughs> recurring thing throughout the entire movie. He keeps saying like, "Oh, yes. I'm not like that anymore." You know, I don't do that anymore. And then obviously at the end we can get to that, but hilarity yeah, ensues. Exactly. Yes. So. I guess we'll jump jump ahead a little bit. He grabs. We meet Morgan Freeman, his buddy Ned, who used to be in his gang or whatever. You know, they they chat about the mission. You know, Will says he's going to go by himself. Ned ends up deciding that you know he'll tag along for a little bit. They catch up with the Schofield kid after a couple of days of riding. Uh, they're going from what Kansas to Wyoming, mm-hmm. so that's a pretty, that's a pretty hefty far ride, ride. Yeah. I know. Um. You know, we find out right in there that, you know, the Schofield kid can't really see the greatest. No, he's got shitty um, eyes. Nearsighted. He's shooting all over the place. I like the scene a lot because there's tension immediately between the Schofield kid and Ned. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's three of us. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember having like this in our conversation. And William's like, of course, sticking up for Ned saying, this is my partner. I, you know, I'm going to take him with us. He's a better shot than both of us, and they're not getting along. Whatever. But I really liked the moment when Ned. I think Ned is the man, right? Ned is. Mm-hmm. He can still get on the horse. He's, He's the like best. constantly looking at William, like, well, like, dude, it's been like, all right, I get like a decade, but you can't get on a horse. Like, what's going dude, on over? Yeah, there Ned, with you? Ned's still got it. Yeah, I mean, he says he could shoot a hawk through the eye from you know however many feet away. So. He's, well, he's like the shot. He's like the conscience of the movie. Like he yeah. is like he is the good guy of the movie. He's like the only Well, you really, could I tell he's guy. definitely changed. Yeah, you could tell that he doesn't really want to do this, but I don't know. I don't know why he decided to go with William just because he was, you know, his buddy and he didn't want him to go alone or something, you know. I don't know what his Ned's reasoning was for doing this, but it seemed like he had a good life. He was set up on his stead with his wife and everything. You know, I don't know. I don't know why he decided to go with William, but um, did not end up well for him. (laughs) No, no, unfortunately, we'll get to that. But uh, but anyways, I like that he could see the weather. He sees the clouds is going to rain. And then uh, Schofield kids like, how do you know? Or or he's like, no, it's not or something like that. Or they talk about how, like, how do you know? And he he explains because you can look at the clouds like you don't see him out in the distance. And there's like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. And then instantly Ned knew like something was up. And then the kid threw uh like he's like he was accusing him of being blind. Like you can you not see? And they were kind of figuring out how far he could see. So they learned that he's short sighted only. Mm-hmm. He cannot see long distance. So he's like <laughs> pissed. The kid like, is such an asshole about everything too. Right? Everything like, from the moment like he meets Ned, like he just holds his gun to see like if there's something wrong with it or whatever, and he gets ready to pull on him and not like oh. dude, this kid is an asshole mm-hmm. like right well, Andy I mean Andy shot up his damn canteen you know that's all his water what a waste yeah, yeah right a dick move this was yeah that's a good point this was also around the time we can't forget that we were introduced to English Bob and uh yes. Beauchamp oh right because because little little Bill is really annoyed about the women because Skinny went over and bothered him when he was building his damn house Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, <laughs> the women got money, they got a lot of money, and they're gonna get somebody to uh, come and find those two boys and kill them. And little Bill is against it. What's his reasoning for being against it? 
I like, think why is he? Because it's going to bring all these like a, like you know assassins into town. Yeah, he just wants to, like, to start keep bringing his town. scumbags around. Yeah, he just w- wants to. Keep what do his we town know nice. about the sheriff? Like, he's a sheriff, right? Or Mar- what? What is he? Well, I mean, I you kind of find out like he's town. like an old, yeah. he's an old gunslinger too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just like English Bob or just like Will or Ned. Like he used to be a yeah gunslinger a, turned lawman. Yeah. So, I mean, and then they don't allow guns in the town, which yeah, they I mean, put up that that ordinance or whatever, you know, which is I mean, it's kind of a thing. He's trying to keep trying to keep the peace back then in like the middle, which of makes sense. Fucking mm-hmm. nowhere in Wyoming. It's a good rule to have. Like, I can't say he's the bad guy when he does something like that. Now, I don't know if he's. I mean, this is I think where we get to his his heel turn. I think in okay. wrestling terms. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, with I mean the whole English Bob know, situation. Yeah, like he's riding on the train into town, or it, before he even gets to his carriage or whatever, he's on the train and you get like talking to people about the queen over and over again, and he's just like being a complete Richard asshole Harris to people. is the actor. And do you? I, I remember this guy. Dave, he was the do you OG know? Gandalf. Or no, I can't Gandalf. Um, no, Dumbledore. Harry, Dumbledore. Thank you. Yes, oh, he was. Yeah. He was Dumbledore in uh, the Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, before he died. He was he was also, before he died. All this. Yeah. Yeah. He was also the emperor in Gladiator. But anyway. Oh. Yeah, he was, he was um, a pretty prominent good actor. English actor back in the day. But yeah, the, I knew right away. I'm like, I know this guy from something. And I'm like, oh shit, he's Dumbledore. He was great. He was great in this role. Like, he's so smarmy and like constantly yeah. rubbing the, like, I don't know. Just he was just shitting on America. Well, I thing. love. I he love. He's just saying, whole... like, of course you shoot your president. You can do that here, but you would never, right? Never do that in England. <laughs> I love the whole relationship with English Bob and then Beauchamp because I mean, well, Beauchamp is like his, you know, biographer, quote unquote. Who's he's right, a fucking worm. He's right. Yeah, he's a worm. yeah. He's writing about yeah, he's all of uh, English Bob's like escapades and heroics and everything. When we find out that basically none of that is true. Um, and it's it's really funny how Beauchamp kind of jumps from person to person because once he finds out English Bob is a fraud, he kind of go latches on to uh, little Bill there, and he's kind of doing the same thing with him. So I, that that character really made me laugh. So one thing I I, I was thinking about this uh, this morning after seeing it because I, I watched this movie yesterday and I broke it over two nights because it's a long movie. And what, what is this movie, like two and a half hours long? Yeah, it's, it's up, it's up two there. Two ten. About two, yeah. Two, okay, all right, yeah. Um, and it's, you know, slow as a Western and stuff like that. But anyways, English Bob proves his gun capabilities on a moving train shooting pheasants, right? Or did they stop? Either way, he he's They're able, rolling, yeah. It's true. Okay, he, he's the only one I think I can think of in this movie who proves that he's a good shot outside of William, right? Because we don't really ever see Ned shoot. Does Ned ever shoot? Well, William's not a good shot either. We get that scene of him in the beginning where he's trying to shoot a can well, and he fucking... He redeems... He, when, he, when, once he gets drinking, though... Well, no, I was just going to say, yeah, <laughs> he, he breaks turns it. into Superman. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't... He's not really a great shot. He's got his shotgun, and he doesn't need to be a, a stellar marksman for that. Yeah, but what I'm saying, though, is like, do we ever even see little Bill shoot anybody with the pistol? No, no, I don't think he's so. just all no. talk, right? And he's just yeah, he's just using his fists to beat everybody up. You see him, you see him draw in the in the jail at one point um, when he's when he lets Beauchamp out of his cell and they're kind of fucking around in there. Dude, I love you see him drawing. He looks scene. like he, you know he looks like he's got a quick draw. Yeah, the 
that scene in the jail was one of my favorites too. The the tension between all of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were saying that like I'm sorry, I know I kind of drew this out, but I was just kind of hitting on some of the characters and just I just noticed that he this is the only character where English Bob is the one that actually can shoot pretty damn good. He proves it's it. Old sure. enough. Yeah. Yeah. It looks but like anyways, yeah. He, he gets into town and thinks he's like too good, and he's still talking shit. He's getting his hair cut by like a barber, and like they're like the deputies are like, "Yo, you gotta give us your gun." He's like, "I don't have any gun, and I got my author with me or my biographer with me." Dude had it coming in a way, you know. Even you're supposed to think that like Gene Hackman is instantly the bad guy, and yeah, he does bad things, but he had a rule, mm-hmm. and this guy just thinks he's like. Can just well, do what and he, wants. he knows nobody he wants knows to who he is too. True, which which is a big thing. Like you know, he makes an example out of him, right? Because when he walks out of the barber shop, you know, he's got everybody ready with guns. Mm-hmm. They all basically, and this is a good. This is like some good acting right here by Gene, where he kind of breaks down English Bob, and they have the whole. You don't know if they're going to draw or not. Everybody's got their guns pulled. What's he, he called? The, the duck. one gun. The duck. Duck, the of, duck death. of death. Duck yeah. of death. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. But basically, takes his guns from him and then just beats the shit out of him in the street. Uh, yeah, you feel bad. Like you feel bad for him because he's like, I don't know, the dude looks old too. Like at right? least like, long white hair. Like well, like you said, he to, was, ma- to live that long back then. He, Sorry, he was trying to make an example out of him because you know he does not want these whatever people uh, seeking out this reward for killing these no. cowboys. He does not want these people coming to town. So he's, he's trying to scare anyone away, you know? And then he, he's calling out like, you know, there's no, there's no money, blah, 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 blah. Like he's calling out all the stuff, like just trying to, scare trying to yeah, away. spread the word just to make sure that nobody to... else comes to town trying to uh, get this reward. So he just, I liked little bill because you know, he, I mean, he's, t- is he technically the villain of the movie? I don't like, well, he he's just is trying the to villain of the movie safe. because these women got screwed over. Yeah, sure. And you're rooting for them through Clint Eastwood, right? Because the women right. are just kind of they they set the plot. Yeah, you want justice, and they for them. they hold their own. Yeah, for sure. But they're you know they're limited. They're they're like literally limited to a room and like banging dudes and getting money. That's their only power they have is to sleep their way through and then kind of helping these men. But they, it's crazy. These women have to go in like different. Um, directions because they're followed by the deputies mm-hmm. so they can just get to the guys to communicate and take care of them and all that stuff. But anyways, uh, but yes, it's um, little Bill is he, I would say he is the main villain just because the story is saying you could have done something else. Little Bill, you're, you might be wrong with the way you handled the woman. Cause sure. She's not dead. Yeah. With that, that yes. was her whole lifeblood. Oh. Right. Is sleeping with men, but now nobody will sleep. Not They're not going to sleep with her. Right. That's what they, yeah. they're telling And like, uh, whatever. Obviously, the entire movie doesn't happen if Little Bill had put some more uh, justice down on those two cowboys. Because right. then there would be no reason for those it's women to be It's just that gray justice. area. Yeah. It it's is. that gray area where he's, he's not like evil. He's not dirty, but, but yeah. But like, come on, bro. Like, it's, what are you fucking doing? You it just done seems more. more like a like a power trip, you know. Like he has this town in the palm of his hands, and he's basically wants to control it how he wants to. You know, he wants to run it how he wants to run it. We kind of skipped over something that I kind of want to hit on because this is gonna. I, I don't want to, you know, poo poo the women because I do think they're also in the gray. And you're like, Brandon, how are they in the gray? Well, these yes, they cut up that woman's face. 
It's going to be really I'm hard with for you. her to I make know money. She's being... But they retaliated by saying that we want them dead. And the one guy, the younger one, the, the younger one, Davey, he... He didn't do anything. Like, he was just there. It was just kind of association. He even tried to make things right. He was like, trying to, the best he was trying he to stop it. He was like, you know, all right, that's enough. You know, so he's in the gray, too. Because, like, you see, he's trying to be a better person. And he's doing something for the fuck-up of his partner. But... You know, he's giving up his best horse. He's try- he's trying and, to right his wrong. Yeah, he tried to give his best horse to Delilah, which is the, the woman who got cut up. Like, he was and trying. And she didn't say anything. Everybody else spoke for her. Hey, that's, you I, know? yeah, exactly. Yep. Like, maybe she wanted the horse. Maybe she would have took taken that and everything would have been fine. So, yeah. So, do they deserve to die? You know? So, it's like, right. again, I feel everybody's in this gray area where the the things they did, but you said it before, you know, this is a different era. This is a different time. I mean, these women didn't even have rights. I'm surprised that Ned was, they didn't call him the N word in this movie. Like I didn't, I was going to bring that up. That was ever happened, I was going to bring know? that up later as a point um, where we kind of get to where Ned gets captured and everything, but we can, but it's the West. That was maybe a little bit more like, you know, they were like, hey, who cares? Who cares about that stuff out here? Kind of thing. I don't know. Um, the you know civil war was over and I don't know. This is, I don't know much about that 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 area at that time, but but yeah, this is probably the time where now you were saying English Bob, English Bob is ass, in jail, ass kicked, yeah. and <laughs> him and his uh, what, what was that guy's name? Bochamp. Yeah, yeah, they're thrown in jail, and this is where Gene Hackman really gets to be very complex uh, character. I think. Yeah, this was this was one of my favorite scenes. You know, we see kind of uh, little Bill testing Beauchamp a little bit. You know, he's talking to him about this whole situation with English Bob where he's basically a fraud and all this stuff. And like, he's like, oh, you know, you ever shot a gun before? So he kind of hands him Beauchamp over his gun and he's like, hey, you know, he teaches him how to hold it and cock it and use it. And he's like, listen, here's the key at him, too. Here's the key. All you got to do is take this gun and shoot me, and you guys are free to go. And, you know, obviously he can't do it. He's like, well, Beauchamp kind of uh, does the double take. He's like, well, what if I, you know, what if I give it to English Bob over here who actually knows how to use a gun? And Bill's like, yeah, give it to him. So he does, and, you know, English Bob can't do it either. Just the tension in this scene was so palpable. I I loved it. it This is what I love about Westerns. Like, the the tension that it creates because you never know who's gonna do what you never know who's gonna draw first or shoot first or i just i just love english love, bob love, love this. sat up because he was li- you could literally feel what he was feeling at that moment what he was thinking he yeah. was like okay just his posture is gonna he's play like, out yeah exactly he's like sitting i, I gotta think about that i gotta think this through i can't just be laying here in pain like i gotta weigh my options and he's you know he's thinking about doing it, but then at the end he decides not to. Mm-hmm. Take well, Gene, yeah, little Bill, like he's got his hand over his gun, like you can see he's just waiting for him to just grab it, and then he's just well, he lo- been, basically looking for an excuse to just shoot him. He basically. even says, "Yeah, like I would have, I would have killed English Bob if he, uh, you know, if he raised that gun." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that was a I great mean, scene. No. One of my favorites in the movie." Yeah, and that, I mean, you can see, like, from just, I guess, every scene that 
you know, you got Gene Hackman in. He did win the Best Supporting Actor at the Academy Awards that year. So makes sense. Like it's it's yeah. Well, I think his performances, him and Ned, were my two best performances yes. for this movie. I thought. I thought Clint was about as dull as a board. Um, yeah, but he's he's Keanu Reeves of the West. Like you just get what you <laughs> get. And his, you're West. not here for his acting. You just like the guy. No, he's a completely yeah, like true. one one dimensional character. You know. But, but yeah, I agree. Ned and Little Bill for the win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, let's see. What do we got I feel next? Like this is about guess... the time that Will and Ned and the kid kind of arrive into yeah. big whiskey, rolling in in a rainstorm. And William is in very rough shape. Like he's oh yeah, he's got like a fever. Yeah, he's coming down. Yeah, or that coming down with some from... shit. Just I'm assuming just the rough weather and the rain and everything. Like he, I don't the know. Right he just north, must have caught something. Not used to the cold. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but yeah, Ned starts or not Ned. Uh, William starts getting coming down with something, and he's by the time they get to Big Whiskey, he's in like rough shape. He can barely stand up, stay on his horse, and they mosey on into the uh, what is it, Greeley's saloon there, mm-hmm. and they they get a table, they're having a drink, and then Ned goes upstairs to have a little uh, you know little advance on his payment, as they call it. I think he just Ned wanted to, like, he wanted to talk to the to the head prostitute lady. I forget her name, but like she's the one that has all the details, right? She, you know. But then again, here you go, Ned. You're starting. You're rooting for him because he's the smart one. He's the one that seems to have the. I don't know. He, he just seems make... to be kind of like redeemed himself, and he's like, I really shouldn't be doing this, but I'm here to help my friend. So you think Ned's the good guy, but he's also like. Down to just cheat on his wife. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's yeah, going up with you want to go yeah. in here with me? Like, if it happens, like, if the opportunity happens, I'm going to take oh, yeah. it. You want to get down in this or no? On the horse ride up, like, he's asking, like, if he's asking Willis, he like, hilarious. deals with the prostitute. Like, this is one of the parts that I was just like, I guess it's a Western, though. Like, you know, they talked about this shit, but he asked him if it, like, cheats on, or he says, he, Will says he won't go to a prostitute because he just thinks he's cheating on his wife. <laughs> Ned starts asking him if he's jerking off and stuff yeah, he's like, like that. Uh, you, like, just, you just <laughs> use your hand then? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not, so you're not surprised when you see you see Ned go well, off. This, this is why this movie gets like praise, though, because it's more realistic because you don't see John Wayne having these conversations in his Westerns. You know? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's that true. true. Yep. So, I guess, yeah, while they're upstairs, uh, little Bill comes in and tries to get Will's uh, gun off of him and you know that goes bad for him as we know it's as you know it's going to because we just saw you know it's like the same exact thing that happened with English Bob William lies about him having a weapon on him and he's like stand up and he's like yep no you got a gun so you're uh and then little bot or little Bill proceeds to uh, beat his ass well he's starting to everybody He's starting to put a little show on for Beauchamp too in this. Oh yeah, like I think he's oh, getting, yeah. a, little, oh, he's getting yeah. a little full of himself, he's, a little cocky. Yeah, I love it. He's cheesing it like, for sure. Yeah, you can see definitely the dark side of of little Bill here, but yeah, it comes back. Yeah, I just think good. it comes back to that uh, the power trip that little Bill kind of has with this whole situation. But yeah, we see him uh, kick the shit out of Will after he's already like down on his luck he's you know sick feeling like shit he can't really fight back and kind of just crawls out of the bar and flops into the mud and tries to get up on his horse and they kind of ride away and this is where they're they hold up in like this barn and 
let William heal up a little bit because he is in very, very rough shape. Um, and it turns out he was out for like three days or something crazy. Well, like they that. thought he was going to die. Yeah, he was on like well, the verge of death. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like the kid thought that like surely like something happened to his gun. He wouldn't get his ass kicked. Not the case. The hero <laughs> yeah. of the movie, if there's a hero in this movie, mm-hmm. but like if William's the hero, he's old, he's rusty, he's sick. Well, he's like fra- yeah, and fragile. He just lied at this point. to a. A very rageful sheriff mm-hmm. who just beat the fuck out of him, who's trying to impress a biographer. It's just so like this Western is just, I don't know. It's like a drama, but it's cool. It's just, it's just like, you know, you, I don't know. You, you think this movie's going to be very simple, but mm-hmm. I remember like getting to this part of the movie. I'm like, this is kind of a complex movie because you have all these ideas where Clint Eastwood was just going to be like, pew, 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 just picking people off of, and people are going to fall into a barrel of water and like Dude, a horse yeah. is going to ride off and people are going to be hanging. And it's like this, none of this happens in this movie. It's very grounded. No, that's sure. what it's, I really liked about well, this movie. Um, is that it's, he just crawls out? Our no. hero crawls out of the saloon into the rain on his like, hands oh, and God. knees. Just yeah, 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 exactly. Yep, I I do love that it kind of subverted subverted my expectations a little bit because like yeah, when you think of a spaghetti western, you think of guns going off constantly, shootouts happening, you know, standoffs, Mexican standoffs going on, quick draws, duels happening. But yeah, none of that really happened in this movie until. Like the last end yeah, scene. The last two minutes. I felt like, I don't know. Like, because those spaghetti westerns, like, nothing fucking feels realistic about them whatsoever. Like, but this one actually felt, you know, grounded, I mm-hmm. guess. But I, you know, Clint's done so many of them that you probably would assume that he would be an expert on, you know, putting putting together something that's, like, different. It's like the last section hero, Dave. That, and like, we just, like, we just did a couple episodes ago where, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is known for a certain genre that you make a genre that's aware of where you're famous from. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with Clint Eastwood. It's just like you're expecting him to do what he usually does in a Western. But this is the last Western he's done. Mm-hmm. This was the last one? Yeah. And this is it. And he does something that's not like what he did in the other ones, really. You could see because it's kind of metaphorical, too, because, you know, I don't know. I forget what I was reading, but it was like, you know, most Westerns, you'd think that like the heroes riding off into the sunset with like the lady looking at like ladies spooning over them and blah, blah, blah. And this one ends the fucking exact opposite mm-hmm. of that. So, yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. <it's> cool. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark, pretty quick, but, uh, I feel like we could, where are we, we can, story, yeah. we can kind of jump to when they come across the, the first cowboy. What was what was the uh, the other Davey. one's name? Davy. Yeah, Davy's the, nice the one. young one, the nice one, the one that I mean, he really didn't well, deserve to nice get killed. One, yeah. Well, yeah, I, this, I, not nice. Yeah, but this scene nicer. was kind of uh, brutal for me. Like, this is messed up. Yeah, because you know William heals up, he gets over, he shakes off his fever. He, he he's talking to oh man, what is her name? Tap. Tabitha, is that the name of Delilah? Was the Delilah? Delilah thank yeah, you, yeah, yeah. thank you, Delilah. Where she, she, you know, she makes a pass to him, like, oh, "We want a free, free lay with me," and he's like, "No." She's like, "Oh, because of little scar, I didn't mean me." She's like, "No, no, 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 my no, dead wife, I gotta, my I dead, dead wife. wife, yeah." So he's like saying, "I'm a good person now," and like, you know, like he does these things. And this is why you keep rooting for him because, like, he's you know he's changed. He's like turning down, but uh, you know, getting laid. Well, he's but. Like the, I think, I think he's reclaimed. 
I don't, I, I don't, the whole movie I was thinking, I don't think he's actually changed. Like he is just like constantly trying to convince himself that he has changed when he really hasn't. Cause he, he's constantly saying, oh, like, I'm not like that anymore. I don't drink anymore. I don't do any of that stuff anymore. But really deep down, like he is that person. He's just suppressing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, he's got, I wrote down at some point, like, he's got, like, cowboy PTSD, basically. We're like, outlaw PTSD. Yeah. Like, he's trying to, he's trying to, like, rationalize something. Because at one point, he still gets fucked up. Yeah, I was going to say, he gets talked, he talks about shooting the guy in the face and, like, shooting his teeth out the back of his head or Mm -hmm. something like that. Like, jeez. Yeah. So, you can tell that, like, he feels remorse for the shit that he did. So, you want to, like, because he's a redeemed character so like he's a good guy now but he's just doing this one last thing so he can send his kids off with some money but i don't know eventually eventually we'll see the dark side come out mm-hmm. which you know i guess but you need it to happen at the end it's like it's oh, yeah. like he's refusing to use his superpower but then it's like drink so you can get fucking <laughs> angry and fuck say. people up <laughs> I want, yeah well going back to the the whole Davy. but scene. yeah yeah so Davy yeah. scene so what did you guys think about this because it's very <sighs> complex like like with ned and you I know d- how he yeah like he couldn't do it well yeah you know, da- was- davy basically well ned shot his horse from up on the ridge and davy kind of falls over and gets pinned under the horse and his leg is broken Breaks his leg yeah so i mean ned's kind of looking up there he's got a clean shot at davy like for like you know over a minute he's just kind of staring at him while davy is struggling trying to crawl away and get behind a rock so he gets shot again and ned okay. just could not do it he couldn't shoot him and the kid, kid is like does not shut the fuck up no oh i know oh my god I mean, he's standing right next to him he's like did you hit him what is going on what's going on down there what's happening hey did you shoot him <laughs> he's like what's nervous though i'm like holy yeah. shit kid just shut the fuck up i know you think this is helping him shoot but no anyways he's, he's but inside of his head though he's just like I can't, I can't i can't do i've changed and this is a young guy he's an old man now mm-hmm. looking at a kid he's like thinking about you know, like they talk about uh, when when does the big quote come in when when uh, William says, you know, ending a life. It's a hell of a thing, killing a man. Yeah, yeah. When does I thought that was that? a little bit later, but I think it was, I I was after. Exactly. It was either after this one or after the. Yeah, I thought shitter. it was. I thought it was after Ned left and before the. It was yeah, like before in, they found out. Right. It was it was in I think it was in like right before they found out that Ned got captured. I think I could be misremembering. But. Oh, okay. All right, at the tree or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So at this time Okay. All right, I get it now cuz the kid is super amped. He's like, "What's going on?" Like he's right. just flipping out. But yeah, so then eventually William takes over and he's taking a couple shots. Not a good shot with a he's rifle. Like, How many bullets do I got? He's like, I don't know, he's got like three, and he's like, oh, crap. And he takes like two, and he misses, but. No. That last one. He finally gets him, gets him in the gut. This is, this whole scene, yeah, this was brutal for me. Well, like, they're just, they're just sitting there listening, like. Yeah, the kid's just screaming in agony. Just fucking run away, like, get back to your horses and get the, get the hell out of here. Like, what are the, like, I thought this one was weird. It reminded me of. Or Austin Powers when, like, Will Ferrell falls down the cliff. Yes. Yeah. And they're yelling down to him. I think my leg's okay. Like somebody get this kid some water. Mm-hmm. I, it was just so. It was weird. I think I think they were just trying to drive home that it's not just like a one shot and you're dead. No, 
like most movies are. It's like right. pew, 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 and the guy just falls into a thing of hay, and he's just dead. Well, they shot but him in the is, in the gut, so he in was the gut. He was just that's gonna be a long. You know? He knew he was going yeah, to be it. Yeah, it's not going to happen instantly. It's going to take a, like a minute. And Davy realizes that he's going to die, and he's like. Asking for water, he's like he's just freaking out that he's gonna die and he wants water. And you already know that he's like kind of the better one of the, like you don't you know he doesn't deserve to die at this point. And here he is being killed by the hero, by supposedly by William. William is the guy we're spo- we're here to root for. So at this point, Ned is like, "See, Ned, you've changed. You can't do it. It's a kid. You can't." And William's like, "Nope, I can do it. I can do it." So it's like fucked up. But he asks for water, and then and then William does this thing where he's, they're like, we can't get to you, and he's like, don't worry about it, he's gonna die. So he's like, go ahead, I won't shoot at you, you know. And they're, they're just having this conversation from a distance, and you just there to, <laughs> it's just weird to talk to an assassin like this, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. But I, it does put bring like the the moral, I don't know, it brings the like, the morals of it, but like. I don't know it, it fucks how it fucks with you. Like you know, that's where his PTSD, you know, probably came from. Is you know, shit like this happening. And well, even yeah, I mean, this is what made Ned want to leave and go home because he he just couldn't yeah, take it. He's changed, you know. So after this, we kind of see that Ned is like, no, I I can't do this anymore. Oh, he's out. Quick. I'm out of here. Yeah. Nope. He's like, no, nope, I'm riding home. That didn't feel right. Nope. Yeah, so he's like, I mean, he's like whatever. hiding under a rock. Yeah, he, he just d- what didn't want anything to do with it. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't there. care about the money. He doesn't care about any of that anymore. He just wants to leave, get out of there, and go home back to his wife. Um, so yeah, he he leaves, and Kid and William are like, okay, we'll you know we'll take care of the other one really quick, and then get our get it to get the money and go back home. But at, it's at that point where we kind of find out that Ned gets caught by little bill and he's Fuck. taking a beating for sure yeah it's pretty brutal yeah this this whole this whole scene was brutal where uh little bill was kind of whipping ned and trying to get him to talk and everything yep and of course dad's not saying shit Mm-mm. and and then little bill says you know like now i'm gonna hurt you really bad because i'm gonna have the he says like the horrors or I come over here and they're going to tell me a, a lie. And that lie is going to be different than your lie. Mm-hmm. So that's how I know you're lying to me. Because he's like saying these names. Like, well, you're, you're mixing up your names and stuff like that. So. Now, Ned, you're Mr. Quincy. And um, what was the young fella's name? Elroy. Elroy Tate. No, no, that's not what you said. Hellford ain't. No, you said uh, Elroy Quincy out of uh, Medicine Hat and uh, Henry Tate out of Cheyenne. Hell if I did. Hell if I did. Charlie, <laughs> go and get them whores what fucked these boys in the night of the storm. Strawberry Alice and Silky? Yeah, come on, get
Not gentle like before, but bad. Yeah, he he ends up killing him, and our hero, <laughs> our protagonist, mm -hmm. uh, whatever you want to call William, he's you know he says um, he's talking to. Oh wait, hold on. Before we move on, I did have a yeah yeah yeah. We we've got another murder to do. We yeah, got yeah, yeah. more murders. Yes, that's right. Well, before before even that, I wanted to ask because this was, I mean, we see that Ned is chained up and Little Bill is whipping him and everything, and I was just thinking about this the entire time. Like, well, the the Thirteenth Amendment was in nineteen or eighteen sixty five, so this movie takes place fifteen years oh. after slavery ended in the United States. So I was just like the whole time I was like. Would this have happened, like, say, like, William or the kid got caught? Would they have the suffered whipping? the same fate as Ned, you know, just because well, he was an African-American? In the beginning, they were talking you know? about, That's what I was talking about, about, like, whipping the, the guys that cut up the whores. That's true. Um, as, like, a, as like a you know, it's punishable, but it's not enough to hang them, but it's not enough to, you know, we can't kill them. they literally whipped Ned to death. Like, that is what... Oh, I them. think there's some racism going on in there for sure. I think they they don't say it, but it's Absolutely. just like that's why it's yeah. grounded. They don't yeah. have to just go around. Right. Being ra that's just, why. I, exactly. Yes. I don't think that's how they killed. That's them, why though. I really that's why I like this movie, because like, you know, that there's mm -hmm. like that undertone there, but they they don't overtly come out and say it, you know, something like like I love Django Unchained. That's a really good Western and everything. But like they lay it on. They thick. use they use the N word like over a hundred times in that but movie. But that's like, also that's Tarantino. completely verse. unnecessary. That's like, a Tarantino it's like, thing. Yeah, exaggerated. But like this movie, yeah, there's definitely that undertone there with this scene. So I thought that was just really Well, did you see any other black people in the movie? I didn't. Exactly. Because if William or the kid no. got captured, I don't think he, they would have suffered the same fate that Ned did. They just get tied to a chair and punched in the right. face until they talk. Right. The standard. Yeah, I mean, even English Bob was sent away on a horse. Yeah, exactly. And he even got to yell shit while he was out. I thought, like, dude, you might get popped in the head. I think it killed him probably doing something else. But right, not that know. we didn't we didn't see it because he said he was going to hurt him bad, mm -hmm. and I think that probably means he's going to he did cut something, him or stab yeah. him or cut a finger off or do something fucked well, up. Well, he has anger issues because he's um, very sensitive of, of his shitty carpentry skills. Yes, and, yes. and uh, the <laughs> author says something like he made a, he made a comment about like the leaking. He's like, you should hang the carpenter, mm -hmm. and then he turned around. He's like, what'd you say? Like he was like, what'd you fucking say to me? And uh, that was when they get interrupted because that's when you know William and, and the crew like showed up for the first time that night. But anyways, uh, I, I'm remembering that Ned took the punishment for the kill the second killing as yes. well. Yeah. That's, they talked about that, so sorry, we we we're kind of out of order here, but yeah. So this is where Schofield Kid and William track down. I don't know how they're tracking down shit. I forget. They probably show this. I just you said they remember, knew but. that they were gonna run back to a cop. Yeah, they were holed up like in that, some. That they'd they knew where they were holed up. Yeah. That why did that guy that was that the last one that they were hunting down? Like, why did he think he could just go to the outhouse? While they literally know there's assassins. Well, they even said that, like they were like the the fat sheriff. They just call him Fatty. I don't know if he has an actual name, but he he does somewhere. I forget. He's like supposed to be the one protecting him or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, I'll come out with you." And even uh, the one the dude was like, "No, no, it's fine. Like whatever. I'll just go take a shit by myself." 
like but like okay but don't go in the outhouse with him right go outside yeah exactly idiot you got that i mean he gets killed he he should have got fired yeah yeah right (laughs) yep so yeah i mean it's always uh funny getting killed on the shitter apparently (laughs) (laughs) if we find out that that's a schofield kid's first kill yeah Yeah, because it wasn't the five that he was claiming because yeah he doesn't shut the fuck up the whole movie any scene he's in he just is yapping away like a little dog and like you know you go to find out that it's his first killing and it hits him pretty hard yeah he can't he he, can't take it either you know he's he's like this i i am not a killer this is not for me you know he's he's kind of done after that he's like i i don't care about the money anymore william you just take all the money i don't need my he's traumatized yeah yeah it's like i just want to go home i just want to get away from here so he's a gray character because you think you know like he's got a front he's like ned called it instantly when he saw him like this kid's full of shit and Mm -hmm. he can't see (laughs) but he keeps it to himself because he's the man but uh yeah the kid is um it's he's but he says like i can't do he just leaves it it's like it's not for me so you're like good get out of this life it's not for you why would you do that you know go do something with yourself but uh, william does eventually give him money and just say like get your goddamn glasses you know get Mm -hmm. you know get get a good (laughs) life you're like get out of this life and get glasses spectacles or whatever he calls them um this is right after they killed the second cowboy and um, I forgot who it was, but one of the prostitutes. Oh, wait, we're out of order. The one yes, of the prostitutes that, rides up yeah. on them and tells them that Ned is dead. And then yes. this is when William kind of goes into his whole revenge mode, and he's gonna go uh, seek out vengeance for Ned. How cool was this scene? Because it's like a point of view shot of the town. It's raining. It's nighttime, and you're like looking at the ground, and all of a sudden, the empty bottle. I think it's probably the bottle they've been working on, but he's just like, th- you just see this empty bottle thrown at the ground and you know, all right, well, Will- he's drunk, William's he's drunk drinking. and ready to go. Oh, drunk yeah. and ready to go. Well, he, before that, right after he found out Ned died, he like, he took the bottle from the kid and he was just pounding it. Like, yep. That was the switch. <laughs> it a while. That was the switch. He was, that was like, oh, he was they killed my friend. Yep. I'm going into murder mode. And apparently alcohol is his uh, fuel. And he asked Ned. He, Ned wasn't <laughs> supposed to go on this mission. He brought him along and well, he got killed for what they did. Yeah, because it's William's fault that Ned's death is on his hands because he's the one who brought him along. He's convinced him to go along with him. And Ned didn't want to go in the first place. And, and Ned was the man he couldn't be, which yeah. was like literally give it up. Like he couldn't do it. And like, but Ned could. He's like, it's like you're saying, but like, has he ever changed? Mm-hmm. But and it turns out he hasn't. So yep. what does he do? Fuck it. Exactly. Crushes that bottle, gets his pistols ready, and he just goes. Like, in the he's town. got the money, and he could go back home to to like his kids, and just like, but he just sends. He couldn't leave Ned. No, couldn't leave Ned. No, there. no. He he send the send the scope. I yeah, like that's where he's showing like his his morals and his, I guess, I guess morals by. You know, you're not putting my friend outside of your fucking bar as a sign. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so make sure the Schofield kid gets his kids the money, I guess, at least. But, uh, yeah, he crushes, he crushes a third of a bottle and <laughs> he gets the, he gets the Schofield's six shooter and he's got his shotgun with two shells. Yep. In it. Yeah, dude. And he like, he's got the rage he, in his eyes. 
This is where he actually opens his eyes up so he can, you know, see a little bit better. <laughs> so, little Bill is like, so yeah, so they have Ned up front, they're at the bar, or at the saloon, and little Bill's rallying everybody. Hey, the whole town's down there, or at least all the men and all that stuff. And of course the women are just super upset, but they're just like, they're stuck. Like there's nothing they can do, they're kind of trapped. And they're all just celebrating. They're all, well, they're getting ready to go hunt everybody in the morning. Right, but what's crazy is like you would think the hero would do one of those things where like he would like walk, you would see his entrance, but you don't. No, he just sneaks like up. I didn't even know it was him at first. It no, was like, yeah. It was just like some guy's head with a shotgun. I'm like, okay, somebody looks like walking in front of the camp with a shotgun, but like that's not our hero. But then all of a sudden, he just is there, <laughs> and he's just like, all right, we're, you guys are fucking dead. Yep. basically and it's just well that's where that's where the the line i said at the very beginning comes from is this line in here about you know i'm here to kill you little bale and basically he calls out the the shop owner for Skinny. putting his putting dead ned dead ned in front <laughs> and shoots up shoots him right in the chest yep. just like right in front of everybody it's like not giving two shits about it goes flying anything. like 15 feet behind it was <laughs> yeah. incredible yeah, nobody else gets hurt dude, or Skinny hit with was a anything douche, though like he was such a douche yeah. douche I did not like him he was all worried about his bottom line he didn't give a shit oh, yeah. about anybody but himself he was a fucking prick yeah he was just wor- yeah, he was worried about his money coming in he was mad that the you know that delilah got cut up because that's coming out of his pocket you know he was yeah to sleep with her so that's he's losing money on that he was bitching about the contract way in the beginning like when he was talking about her being his property and shit like that. Oh, this yeah. fucking guy. Yep. yep. So it, it, that was a good kill. I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Goodbye, skinny. And he just looked like a little weasel. <laughs> yeah. He. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then yeah, uh, Williams kind of coming after little Bill next. Um, because and this was the one that killed Ned. This was tense as shit right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But basically, yeah, they, they stare uh, each other down, and uh, little Bill tells everybody to shoot him as soon as his gun goes off, and he goes to pull the trigger to kill little Bill, and uh, he's got a dead he's got a dead shell on there. The, the rain was a little little heavy outside, but I think they had like paper cartridges on their shotgun shells or shit like back then. So like if it gets wet, like oh, we're kind okay. of screwed. Yeah, yeah. He's got one barrel left. When he fires that, take out your pistols and shoot him down like a mangy scoundrel he is. Misfire. Kill us, bitch. Um, so basically, the shotgun misfires. Everybody goes to draw. He... Chucks the shotgun in the air over the little bill. He throws it. That was a good move. I like that. Yeah, it's the only reason. Take out the best shot. Yeah. So draws his pistol, shoots little bill, and then kind of like this was like a, I don't know. It was like there's so many people drawing and shooting at the same time. It's hard to catch who is killing who. It seemed like he'd shoot one guy who would fall backwards and shoot in the air, and that would like throw somebody else off, and like Mm -hmm. there's like a big chain reaction here, but. Um, basically murders, you know, what, six, five, six deputies? Yeah, I mean, 
because he's probably got what six shots in, in his gun, so he's at least killed five of them. Yeah, even one shot for Bill. And this kind of goes back to like there was a speech that little Bill gave when he was doing his thing in the prison earlier, where like talking about a calm hand, like in a smooth hand, like you don't have to be the quickest draw. You just gotta draw fast and make sure you're hitting your first shot, whether you know, because sure. you know if you're drawing too fast, you're gonna miss. But if you're drawing too slow, you're gonna get hit. But it's like that medium, you know. Well, Will drops down to a knee. I think it like you know some pe- people miss behind him. He takes out one or two guys. Some guys running away, shoots him in the back. Like it mm-hmm. is a, it is just a murder fest in here, basically. Mm-hmm. Which I think Will got pretty goddamn lucky in here. Oh yeah, for uh, uh, sure. I think you know it was a it was a chain of events that kind of set the whole thing off. But what did he shoot little Bill with? Pistol. Pistol. Yeah. Right in the, right in the chest. Yeah. Right in the gut. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, little because okay. little Bill was still alive after he shot him. Right. The uh, the biographer was hiding under a dead body. And then mm-hmm. he's like, and then he just gets that little worm. He just goes around like, oh, you, you killed oh, a lot of people. And uh, <laughs> what order did you do it? Because I want to recut right. this. And like, you're just like, dude, like, you're lucky you don't get popped in the face. Yeah, there's no, and he does like push it. The glory he does out of push it, it though. Like, he's making something glorious out of something that, you know, this whole movie we're learning is fucking horrible and brutal. Like, mm-hmm. right. So, you, you know, you do want to see him get cracked in the face at least once. He makes, you know, Will makes him hand him the rifle, and I thought he was just going to use that as an excuse to shoot him. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. But no, he's just taking the rifle. So, but I guess this was one of the other quotes that I thought was pretty good. And I mean, it was, I don't know, a little, a little cheesy, but. Well, well, you, know, wait, you see, I... little Bill's still alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you think he's going to pull his gun up and, you know, catch Will in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know he moves moves quick for a drunk seventy year old man, <laughs> and he you know steps on his wrist, puts a rifle right up to his face, and <laughs> little bit. I'll see you in hell. What is his name? Will. Well, he, Mooney. he even says like Mooney. something about like, he, yeah, and he says like um something like oh I don't I didn't get the I don't deserve I this hang, I'm I don't deserve this I, I was supposed to like hang out in my house <laughs> yeah yeah he's been working out the whole movie. And uh, it's just like, but you know, he's the sheriff, and it's just like he's gonna get popped in the face. But like, but then again, he killed Ned, so like, fuck this guy. Uh, but yeah, holy cow, what a death! You don't see it, but no, it was, it was <laughs> quite. He does what the other guy that you know tormented him, where he like probably shot his teeth through the back of his head. It's true, yeah, it's quite the ending. That was uh, the his response though to that line was just like, <laughs> "I'll see you in hell," and then he just goes. Yeah, and then, and then shoots him in the face. He just shoots him. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, uh, this is funny. I don't know. Usually yep. expect like a, a heater of a one liner or like I don't know something, a yell, a scream, a a rageful anything, but it's just a cool cold yeah, and shoots mm-hmm. you in the face. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was thinking about the ending there because he kind of just killed everybody and then just rode out of town you know with the money back to his kids um and i i don't know what did what did you guys think about that ending you know well i love the when he like was trying to leave he's like all right there's still people there's still deputies like i can't just leave like he's like 
Alright, I'm gonna just throw like the hey, ultimate man, threat. Right. If anybody shoots at me, I'm not only gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill your wife, not your kids, I'm and I'm gonna wife. burn your house down. I'm gonna wipe out your existence. Yeah, and it pretty. works. Yeah, nobody, like, the, everybody the was afraid like, of him. They're like, yo, shoot him. He's like, I'm not gonna shoot that guy. <laughs> Kid me? This took out like everybody. Uh, no. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Real quick, before we get too, before we wrap up, the first time we see a commotion is when, well, one earlier in the movie is when the deputies are all talking in the the office, the sheriff's office, and they they're talking about English Bob and you know going and get the gun and all that stuff. It's a drawn out scene. But they're all talking about will uh, little Nick, little Billy show up, little Bill show up and take out you know, like this guy, like English Bob. And you're wondering, is he full of shit? You know, like is is little Bill like like all talk and he's just staying at his house? And he's not going to show up. You know, I don't. Do you guys have that moment? Did you have that feeling at all? Where like he's full of shit. Because he does show up and he does beat up English mm-hmm. Bob, but yeah, you never they, know. They like debating, yeah. like why isn't he here? He's working in his house. Why? Like that guy could come. Like that guy could if he wants to, but he thinks his house is more important than this guy. So we'll just handle it ourselves. But he shows up. Mm-hmm. Like the English Bob thing, I think because little Bill knew who he was that he wanted to make sure like he's not just going to come up and roll up on him by himself. For sure, but I don't know. It's all kind of character building, like because you learn about. It's all building the background a little bit, like so you know. I mean, you see him make an example out of English Bob. You see what you see what kind of person he is when he deals with the other cowboys. But when he has eight deputies with guns, literally aiming at him to kind of like make sure that so he's like a bully, but he's protected. Mm-hmm. But what is but what does William do? He's still got like a whole town of deputies that could take him out. And he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to threaten you guys. Threaten you guys. <laughs> yeah. True. So it's just like, that, he's just like, I'm they're saying, two different man. characters. That's what I'm saying. Bill is all, he was just about the power and the control of this, of this town. And he yeah. just wanted things to, to go his way. But you know, William kind of fucked that all up. Um, but yeah, I was, I was thinking about kind of William's end to his story there. Cause he gets to, I mean, he doesn't get to, I guess he does kind of get to right away scot-free. Like, he kills the deputy, so nobody's really chasing him. You know, nobody. he's gonna not going to have anybody on his tail really following him. He kind of scared everybody away. Um, so he's he gets away with the money, um, so he can kind of provide a better life for his kids. But but I, he's not I forgiven. Think, he is yes, unforgiven I think it's for almost, his actions. I think it's <laughs> almost more tragic that he survives this and has to live with kind of what he's done. And, you know, because he, he caused Ned's death. He, you know, he, ca- he basically caused all this stuff just for kind of his own sort of selfish reasons. Um, but, yeah, he, I don't know. He's not, definitely not. Uh, that reformed man that he's trying to convince himself that he was because we see that come out in the end in the in the final scene there um so yeah i don't know i think it's i think he does kind of get a tragic ending because he has to live with everything that he's done even if he does get the money and he gets to try to provide a better life for his kids he still has to live with those demons and um 
kind of the uh, I feel like he's always scared of his kids finding out what he's he's done in his past. Yeah. He mentions that a couple times, like when he got you know, when he got beat to shit. Yeah, he yeah. He's like, don't yeah, don't tell my kids you know what I've done in the past, and so he just has to he's just gonna have to live with those demons for the rest of his life. Um, and- so. I don't know, like you saying that it's his last Western, too. Like, it, the whole thing is kind of metaphorical for, like, the end of the cowboy era because you can see, like, towns are getting built up and, like, there's law and order coming. It's not just, like, uncivilized cowboys running everywhere. It's kind of like the end of, you know, Clint Eastwood's, you know, Western thing. Western, I guess, run I so. of movies. Well- so. It was interesting. I guess Clint Eastwood at the time said that this would be the last movie that he would both act and direct. Oh. Um, but obviously he's been in movies before that. But at the time he thought this would be his like magnum opus, like his final oh, wow. uh, his final thing. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I did find uh, a cool production note if you guys. I got a couple that. too. Yeah. I, we might but be yeah, looking at it. the same Wikipedia it. page here. <laughs> <laughs> Film was written by David Webb Peoples who had written Oscar-nominated film The Day After Trinity and co-written Blade Runner. Ooh, okay. So the co-writer Blade Runner also wrote this, which was kind of insane. The concept of the film dated to 1976 when it was developed under the titles The Cut Whore Killings and The William Money Killings. I was going to say, yeah, the the script... it says it kind of floated around Hollywood for almost 20 years yeah. before it actually... I uh, did not know that. Oh, okay. He saw this actually, script yeah. in the early 80s, though he did not pursue it because, according to him, I thought I should do some other things first. Which, like Dirty Harry movies. Yeah. Yep. Which, you know, and then this kind of just kind of caps everything off. I think it's kind of like a nice metaphorical and symbolic like end of his cowboy days. Like, I mean, and of the, you know, the generation of cowboys. I was also looking at the cast and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of Canadian actors in this movie. This Mm -hmm. movie was actually shot in Calgary, Canada, which was kind of interesting. Um, No way. Yeah. Yeah. And it was they were experiencing an unusually dry weather. So they had to kind of make the uh, the rain on site. But apparently that snow. That was falling when William was recovering was just like unexpected and unscripted. So they oh, kind of cool. went with it. So I thought it came out of nowhere because I'm like, I thought it was three days, but motherfucker, like there's just like two inches of snow out of right. nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And then we never see it again. Yep. So no. yeah, that, yeah, that just kind of came out of nowhere and they kept it in. It was really, it was pretty cool. Uh, took 32 days to build big whiskey, which was the fastest, like super fast construction. And it was, it only shot in 39 days. Um, huh. So yeah, wow! Pretty quick turnaround on this movie. Uh, production there, there wasn't a ton of sets really. There was like, you know, like I said earlier, like some wilderness stumps. You got, you know, a couple little houses that you little Bill's at. house, and then the town. You know, yep. yeah, couple couple yep. random shacks here and there. Yeah, lots of yeah, lots of wilderness, lots of uh, riding their horses, horse through fields. <laughs> horse riding montages. I I made a note about those in there. It's pretty funny. Yep, those are always good. But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely glad that we watched this one. It was, yeah, I was, I don't know. I didn't think it was like the greatest movie ever, but I thought, I mean, it was a good Western. It was cool to see something more realistic and not like, you know, wearing sparkly outfits and shooting from a hip and popping guys off of roofs and then, you know, Mm -hmm. falling off. But it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was a good, it was a good flick. 
I like that. It's a good change up. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Would you guys recommend this to somebody who doesn't watch Westerns though? Because knowing that it's more, it's a longer movie, it's slow, but it's a Western. Like it's a more raw Western, more realistic Western. I was, yeah. I it's was not overly graphic. It's graphic, but even still, even with the slashing in the beginning, they, it was a dark scene, so you don't really see it's, too much. Yeah, yeah, they they kind of stifle the the violence a little bit and don't show a lot of it. Like we said, when little Bill got killed, like he it was off screen, like they didn't actually show like the gore or anything. But yeah, I was watching this movie last night and I was a little worried since it was so slow that I would fall asleep because I tend to do that when I'm watching movies late at night. But like this one, really kind of uh, you know. Had me kind it's of tight. on the edge of my seat. It's tight. It's, yeah. I mean, it's two hours long. Considering. It's not, you know, I feel like there's no wasted scenes um, for right. sure. Yeah. Like every scene for me, I was like, you know, wanting to know what happens next. And, you know, I, I was not bored at all throughout this movie, um, which is a good sign. But yeah, I would I would definitely recommend this to anyone who uh, who's never gotta, watched a Western before, because it's, it's more of like a drama, too. It's more of like a character, a character drama. Lots like, of character uh, development and backstories in here. Like you got to appreciate film to like appreciate this movie because it is it is a slower story. Like, Definitely a slow slow burn. You know, and not I don't know westerns aren't really popular these days really either. So I think like it's it's more of like a you know either you got to appreciate the those kind of movies or you got to appreciate film in general to like you know see a lot of these you know cool shots that they have and stuff like that but you know yeah i thought it was was good but i definitely would recommend it for everybody but you gotta you gotta know what you're getting into Mm -hmm. yeah great it's nice it was definitely nice to look at great cinematography yeah some some awesome awesome shots in there um but yeah yeah i i would recommend it uh yeah definitely to uh Anyone who likes a some good character, character backstories and character development and everything. Yeah, change it up. If you feel like, yeah, westerns like when they come out, it's usually a really good western that kind of gets noticed these days. So this is one of those movies. While it came out in the early '90s, it was still that post that big western phase that we went through with Hollywood, and, and uh, I would say this is the movie that you should just kind of check out. It's like. Godfather, right? With the mafia mobster movies. Like I should see that. You know, if you want to see a horror movie, you probably should see I don't know, like the first uh Halloween movie or Jaws or whatever, you know, like there's certain movies that just kind of represent a genre and if you feel like that scratch, give Unforgiven a, a shot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. This is a long movie, so we've been talking for a while. So why don't we are you guys cool if you wrap up yeah, and please. to the third yeah. Okay, all right. Let's wrap up. So that was two. Unforgiven. That was cool, talking about a Western. But uh, now it's time to get into a third act, which is... Uh, well, I'll be introducing a new game for y'all to be playing with us. So why don't you stick around and we'll wow. catch you a little bit later. Or howdy. Partners, 
should I say, Nomads. We are in the third act of the show. Mm -hmm. We got a little game for y'all. I call it How the West Was <laughs> One? One? <laughs> one? Yeah, I didn't get too clever with the name of this one. Um, Basically, to stick with the theme, I thought we could snuggle up over here by the fire and let me ask you guys a couple questions based on the topic of West. Westerns, the West, the old West, cowboys and outlaws. Westworld? Uh, no, not specifically Westworld. <laughs> that, I forgot about Westworld existing. That's actually kind uh, of a, that first season was pretty cool. First, the first two were fucking real good. I thought. Yeah, the second one was weird, but it, it was cool. It was all over the yeah. place, but and it was based on a movie, which would be interesting to watch sometime. Because that's the guy uh, who made... bits and pieces of it, and it's kind of weird. It's weird. But... Oh, okay. Well, the guy that made uh, Jurassic Park. Well, yeah, Michael Crichton. Made, made it, yeah. He uh, actually directed that movie, which is interesting, because like, usually the author doesn't direct their own movies, but... Hmm. I think he's also directed like maybe some like ER episodes. Who knows? Because he did ER. But anyways, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, my God. Westerns. All right, so I want you two gentlemen to be going against each other. Mm -hmm. I want you to also tell me... What number is in my head between zero and ten? And then whoever wins or whoever gets that right is going to go first. I'll go with a five. Four. It was two. So hey. Dave, you can go first. All right. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. <laughs> Did you really think too? Yeah. Um. All right now. The fire is nice and warm. The horses are over there eating their food. Beautiful night sky above us. So let's uh, let's start with asking <laughs> Eric. You're up first. Well, I won. Oh wait, Dave, <laughs> you're up first. Dave. <laughs> Dave, when did Wyatt Earp die? Was it 1899, 1911, 1929? Well, I like these multiple choices because you're just going to make me guess a number. Uh, Wyatt Earp was around for a while, I think, after the Cowboys. I'm going to guess the last one was the latest one, right? 1929? Yes, that was... Uh, 1899, 1911, 1929. I'll go the late one, 29. That is correct. That hey! is one <laughs> I don't know. I was guessing there, but... I don't know. Seems like... Because wasn't he like a... He always... Wyatt Earp, he always think of like him being the sheriff after. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, uh, know, if was a, yeah. I don't know if he was an outlaw for how long, but I don't know. I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen Tombstone and all those in a while. <laughs> yep. Okay. Eric, how many movies has John Wayne been in? Oh boy. Has he been in a hundred and six? Holy shit. hundred and eighty nine. <laughs> oh my god. Two hundred movies. Wow. Um. 
Damn, that's a lot of movies. We'll go with 189. You also would be correct. Yeah. Eric. So it's a point each. Now going back to you, Dave. How many copies <laughs> did Red Dead Redemption 2 sell? Was it 26 million? 43 million? Or 66 million? That was good. It's not GTA numbers. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, you say? That is correct, sir. Uh, I reckon I'm going to go with the middle one. <laughs> Was it 44? 43 million is correct. Hey! <laughs> well, I'll be. That, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. That sold a lot. All right, Eric. It's getting pretty heated over here. Mighty oh. heated. <laughs> How old... Was Billy the kid when he was killed? Was it 21, 25, or 29 years old? Oh, wow. He was oh, still a boy. kid. Yeah. Uh, I reckon he was about 25 years old. That is incorrect there. He was only Shit. 21 years old. Wow. What? Crazy. Wow, he made such a name for himself by the age of 21. It's cra I was looking up about this too. I was like, 21, that's so young. I mean, I knew he was in his 20s, but 21. Um Yeah, he started getting the shit when he was like 15. And then he started killing people either like he was 16 or 18 and then he he killed like eight people or something like that. Uh, there's only like there's one known photo of him. But there's like another photo that was recently um, identified that they've they're more or less more um, confident that that is him as well. So there's like two known photos of his existence. But hmm. yeah, I think he died in 1881 too. So he died like a long time ago, something like that. Maybe a little bit later. And he's young and yep. <clears throat> All right, there, David. Well, going back to you now. You have this chance to take the lead. Why is it called a spaghetti? Why is it called a spaghetti western? Is it because a bunch of oh, western movies were made in Italy? Was it because of Joseph Spaghetti ran an initial run of hit westerns in Hollywood, or is it because it was cheap and easy to feed the crew on stage and just large of with large amounts of spaghetti? I mean, that sounds pretty good. I like spaghetti. What was the second one? I got. I couldn't understand through that thick accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I'm, my acting is just so good. Um, because Joseph Spaghetti ran the initial run of hit westerns in Hollywood. Joseph Spaghetti. That sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> that sounds like uh, a made-up name. I'm gonna go with. Name. I'm gonna guess because there was some spaghetti westerns in. Uh, what was that Tarantino flick we watched? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm going to guess the first one that they filmed some in Italy. Because a bunch of westerns were made in Italy? Yes. That is correct. Hey, I, hey. I actually knew that one. 
If I if I hadn't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I would probably would not have gotten that. Well, I only have one question left, and I believe that David, you did win with uh, yeah, was it four yeah. points. But for funsies, let's let Eric at least have a shot with his final question. Besides cowboys and aliens, <laughs> what other western was Harrison Ford in? Was it a movie called Wanted? Was it a movie called Frisco Kid? Or was it The Last Gunfighter of Pistarola? Well, I know it's not Wanted. Isn't that the one with Angelina Jolie or whatever? I don't know. One of those ones. Um, so it's it's either it's either B or C. Give me a, give me those two again. Frisco Kid or the last gunfighter of Pistarola. Pistarola. Uh just go with B. Frisco. Frisco Kid ain't a friend of mine. <laughs> That's a song by war. Um or Cisco oh, wow. Kid. <laughs> cool. Well anyway, you're right. Yeah. Oh sweet. Oh okay. But unfortunately, uh, oh, Harrison Ford in a western. That's weird. Yeah, Gene Wilder's in that movie. It's like a comedy, actually. Oh, he hmm. plays a rabbi. Okay. And uh, weird. Harrison Ford is a gunslinger outlaw kind of guy. But yep. Hmm. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have. Uh, I kind of want to keep. Congratulations, this one quick. Dave. Good job, Dave. You know how the West was won? By Dave. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. That's it. Let's get out of here. You guys got any, any closing comments before I put this fire out and go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> well. No, I'm good. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, you can visit nomadsoffantasy.com. You can go to... <laughs> The Twitters. I'm not doing another Western again. <laughs> and find us at Nomads of Fantasy and email us at Nomads of Fantasy at gmail.com. And as oh, always, safe travels, Nomads. Safe travel, safe partner. travels, partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
Was that what it was like in the old days, Will? Everybody riding out, shooting. Smoke all over the place, folks yelling, bullets whizzing by. I guess so. Shit. I thought they was gonna get us. I was even scared a little. Just for a minute. Was you ever scared in them days? I can't remember. I was drunk most of the time. <laughs> I shot that fucker three times. He's taking a shit, and he went for his pistol, and I blazed away. First shot, I got him right in the chest. Say, Will. Yeah? That was the first one. First one what? First one I ever killed. Yeah? You know how I said I shot five men and it weren't true. Uh, that Mexican had come at me with a knife. I just busted his leg with a shovel. I, I didn't kill him or nothing either. Well, you sure killed the hell out of that fella today. Hell yeah. I killed the hell out of him, didn't I? Three shots and he was taking a shit. Take a drink, kid. Don't seem real. I ain't gonna never breathe again, ever. How he's dead. And the other one, too. All on account of pulling a trigger. It's a hell of a thing, killing a man. You take away all he's got, and all he's ever gonna have. Yeah. Well, I guess they had it coming. We all have it coming, Captain. Yeah.